Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pa I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the history box, probably the most serious history box that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at the 1980s rabies mania. Um, you've, we've just been chatting before we've started recording this and we described various things that we do as um, distractions what was the phrase you used Sam? Distractions Distractions from our onward march towards the grave Yeah and that's kind of what our relentless relentless and inevitable march towards the grave but you know I had uh, lunch with my dad last week and uh, we had a conversation like this and I was teasing him about the fact that he doesn't really like most films on the basis that he finds them implausible. My my dad's right. like one of the biggest words my dad can use as a criticism is implausibility. Anything that's implausible, he has disdain for. And I was like, yeah, but I mean, you know, that's a pretty high bar to set. I mean, the whole point of fiction is that you suspend your disbelief a little bit, right? Of course you do. And et for fuck's sake. I know. I said, what about Jaws? Right, you'd go. Oh, there's no way there'd be a shark that big, and they'd catch it anyway. Blah blah blah. And he'd go, Oh, well. he know? huh? No, he, he, he didn't know? say that. But that is what he'd said. If I engaged him in a conversation right, okay. about Jaws, he would claim right. to know about sharks, like any dad would of his generation. And um, he, uh, you know, I was telling him. I said, Look, I don't mind telling you, mate. I like Star Wars. And he just looked at me like, Ugh. Like, what have I raised? And I was like, I suppose you think that's implausible. He went, I think it's implausible, plus it's for children. (laughs) I went, well, yeah, it is. I said, but, you know, you've got to understand, this is the sort of thing that I do just to distract myself. He said, that's what everyone does about everything. He goes, it's the same with football. You're suspending your disbelief. Everything. He went, every other animal is unaware of its own mortality. All it's aware of is its basic yeah. instincts and needs in that moment. The difference between us yeah. and all of the other animals is that we fucking know that we are dying. And that is why we fucking run around creating distractions for ourselves. Because if not, we'd sit around crying all the time. I said, so what's the point of anything outside eating, drinking and finding shelter? He actually said love was. He said love's the only thing that is wow. worthwhile beyond survival. 
The rest is just artificial construct to distract ourselves from our mortality. Did he, hang on, just going back, pick up on something you said. Did he, did he say that football is implausible? He said that football required a suspension of disbelief. Because I was saying, oh, when West Ham are winning, I really enjoy it. But when West Ham are losing, it really brings home to me like how absurd going to football is because like the whole fucking thing is so like boring and expensive right. and annoying. Right. And he went, yeah, yeah, you're suspending your disbelief. When you're winning, you're imagining that there's a point to it. And when you're losing, you're just having to suspend your disbelief that one day you'll win again. You went, but it's all just another distraction, just like watching a film. Well, I guess that's um, and I that's said, told. Anyway, it's nice to see you, Dad. I've got to go now, but thanks for the catch up. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been nice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just tell you something that just happened to me this morning, mm. which? If I tweeted about it, which I nearly did, it would immediately get picked up by those didn't happen of the year oh, award goons. <laughs> um, but a week, a week, a week and a bit ago, I ordered a portable speaker, a portable Bluetooth speaker mm. to put in the kitchen mm. for when I'm listening to my music and my podcast while I'm cooking. <laughs> and uh, it hasn't come yet. Mm. And I clicked on the link that said track your package and it just went to a dead page. I couldn't track the package, Sam, and it's been a week and the package hasn't come and I've right. got no way of knowing where it is. That's annoying. So I went on the um, the companies, would you like to chat with us? Oh. And I thought, yeah, I fucking will. Yeah. I will fucking chat with you. I'm going to ask you where this package is and how I can track it because it's starting to get right on my fucking tits now. Yeah. So I went on and I chatted and I gave them the order number and I gave them my name. And I gave them my postcode and all the fucking information they required. And they went, I'll just look this up for you now on his little chat box on the mm. screen. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. John, he was called. John, John is typing. Classic. It was saying, yeah. yeah, fucking whatever it was. It said, John is typing while John was supposedly typing. Blah, 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 blah. So John says, uh, I see that your package is due to be delivered today. Here is, the, here is a fresh tracking link and here is your tracking number. I went, oh, all right, then. That, that's great. Thanks very much. That's, mm. that's put my mind at ease. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. So I thought, let's try out this link and this tracking number and let's see if it's, if it's legit, if it's just fobbed us off. Da-da-da-da-da. Tracking number, put it in. Sure enough, your order is due to be delivered today. 30 seconds later, bing oh, bong doorbell. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And don't tell me it was John. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I was outside. I dare ask. Yeah, I dare ask because you know then we would have gone into the realms of implausibility, and you know what's even real at that point. Fucking so there hell. it is. Thirty seconds later. So yeah. well done, John. Fucking hell, good uh, work, John. You confounded our expectations. That that was mm. not how I imagined that story was going to end, mate. No. What did you think? Where did you think it was going? Thought you were going to go postal. In in Sunderland City Centre, <laughs> falling down with a catapult. So yeah, so I like to see if I posted that on Twitter, it would have just been didn't happen. Yeah, fuck it fucking did happen. Yeah, I'm lucky to have this platform to be able to um, share it where people where a place of tr- a safe space, a place of so, trust. The, yeah, if if this place is nothing else, it's a safe space. Mm. Um, rabies. 
Where did we get up to, by the way? Do you remember? Well, well, we're still on the Wikipedia page for rabies. We might be, you know. Well, maybe. I've been watching I'm more videos, so I'm, I'm quite keen to get bang into the videos when we can, but I suppose we do we need did. a bit we, of context. We, yeah, there's a four-minute compilation of rabies mm. uh, information videos. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're still on the Wikipedia page. I'm just trying to search anything we can find that's, that's interesting. Um, I've got no idea what we talked about last time. I think it might have been something to do with vaccinations. Uh, what's going on? Um, rabies has been referred to as hydrophobia, a fear of water. It refers to a set of symptoms in the later stages when the person has difficulty swallowing, shows panic when presented with liquids to drink and cannot quench their thirst. Oh, my God. That does sound like something from a, a, a horror sci-fi have you ever Any, felt? Have you ever felt? Think like a, that thirsty. I, last night I was I was out and I was so, and I was I'm not I'm not saying I was thirsty as a rabies victim, but I was pretty close. Yeah. The, the reason I knew I didn't have rabies was that I actually did crave water. I mm. hadn't yet gone the full fucking circle where you're like you're so thirsty. The last thing you want is water because you're parched mm. and you think your throat won't be able to handle it. Mm. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, my question to you is quite simple, Andy, and you haven't answered it. Is have you ever in your life been very thirsty? Oh, have I ever been? Have you ever sorry, been? You br- have you ever been very thirsty? Listeners, get in touch. Have I ever and, been thirsty? Yeah. You ask me. Listeners, get in touch. Yeah. We want to hear your thirst stories. Have you ever been very thirsty? That's the question. <laughs> get uh, yeah. Oh eight hundred four nine five four nine five five. Uh, have you ever been very thirsty? And um, that we don't just want people who've been moderately thirsty. We are looking for stories about people who've been very thirsty um, or have had rabies. Have you? I know this. They should save this for Friday. But have you seen the Giles Brandreth email? What about the postage and packaging? Yeah. Yeah. That seems implausible. <laughs> we'll read it out on Friday. Yeah. It's good. Uh, I'm just seeing if there's any more rabies um, emails that have come in. I don't think there has been. Uh, as a fellow who's had a rabies encounter in Italy, Pat, 23 years and six months old. A couple of years ago, I was in Pompeii oh. on a walk around the ruins. I approached a dog I naively thought had an owner, put my hand out and made endearing dog noises. No, but that's if that's British. You, that was where you probably uh, upset the dog. You got to do Italian dog noises. Yeah. <laughs> the dog growled and came at me. Yeah, I shit myself and tried to evade, but he jumped up and nipped me on my ass cheek. <gasps> it suddenly became clear to me and all the shocked onlookers that the little cunt was a stray, just sunning it up in the ruins of Pompeii. What a way to live! <laughs> I live in a dream, my friend. Yeah. Uh, I took myself to the on-site medical room where a nice old Italian bloke disinfected my arse and handed me a prescription for some antibiotics. Ah, there you go. Must happen a lot then. Yeah, uh, never break, get bitten by a rabid dog. No problem. I like that the ruins of Pompeii have an on-site medical room. That's good to know. Yeah. Whoa, what's happened there? Uh, yeah. My mate got bit on the willy by a, or nip, I say bit, it was a nip. Um, Just a nip. We went to West Ham versus Palermo in the, 
what was the UEFA Cup back then in 2006 and um, I it was before video phones were a big thing so I actually had invested in a little Sony Handycam because it oh, was wow. all of us going out to Sicily for a few days and I thought this is going to be a great trip I want to record this right one of those with the little strap on the side where you put your hand through and yeah, you hang on to and then the, the little screen clips out flips yeah. out for you to look at little mini monitor so I was really I went I bought it especially for the trip and I was trying to catalogue as much as I could and um, in the end actually when we got home I did edit it very shonky edit into a little film with music and everything I really enjoyed it and um, and I we, we got a pub that had a little screening room out the back and held a little screening party <laughs> for it right um, anyway the best bit in the film that I made was we were on the beach the day after our 3-0 defeat. We'd gone out in a to like, you know, about an hour outside of the city to uh, a, a lovely seaside resort for a little kind of a last days of summer hangabout, you know. And we were walking along the beach, group of us all walking, you know, not all together, some, you know, little splinter groups. And uh, my mate Dan was out in front and we'd all we were all refreshed. We'd all had a few lunchtime peronis, right, with our seafood platter. And uh, a dog came up to him, a friendly dog, a playful dog, Italian dog. And we saw Dan because he was a bit drunk and just feeling so alive and happy, you know. Um, he started to interact in a very sort of playful way with this dog. Right, and we're all looking. You can hear us all on camera going, "Oh, look! He's playing with the dog. He's got all excited, and he starts letting the dog chase him a little bit, and then he chases the dog back, oh. and then the dog jumps up, and he's sort of encouraging that and thinking it's funny, and he's looking back at us, thinking, "Ha! Isn't this a laugh? I've made a dog friend." And then the dog jumped up, and I don't know if he did it on purpose, but you know how dogs get excited. He nipped mm. him. Dogs get... My dog is a nipper at the moment. You know, yeah, yeah. I hope to train her out of it. But they do a little nip almost to friendless. But they, he was wearing his swimming shorts and the dog nipped him on the willy. <gasps> no way. Yeah, and uh, in the subsequent film, because there was a bit of debate about whether it was on his willy, we were going, we saw that dog bite your cock. And he was like, it didn't bite that cock. So, of course, in the film... I slowed it right down to super slow-mo <laughs> and, zoomed it in. and zoomed it in and played sort of sad music over the top mm. of it and then made it go black and white. As you saw, yeah. the Italian dog's jaws nip around the outline of his penis. Brilliant. And uh, the dog, I can't remember why, but we named the dog Mug Dog and it, it went down in history. And in fact, that Christmas when we exchanged presents, I got him a T-shirt with a picture of Mug Dog on it. <laughs> the dog that bit his willy. <laughs> Did he seek treatment? He didn't seek treatment. I suppose that's why I started telling the story. Because it had been so long since rabies. We're talking 2006. So mm. it was long enough. It was far away enough from rabies mania for it not to be at the forefront of my mind. But it wasn't quite far enough to be like we are now and getting all nostalgic about rabies. It was caught in a hinterland. We just weren't... There was no rabies awareness in 2006. Yeah. You know, I these are... If, Tony Blair was still Prime Minister, mate. Yeah, We'd moved possible, past the whole rabies thing. Yeah. Jalapeño. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Jalapeño. I wonder if the conspiracy theorists have got theories about rabies in the same way they have about COVID. COVID. Yeah, they will have, won't they? And that rabies was, you know, planned and it was... It was I, I've, I've got a small staged. one that has just started to form in my head this morning when I was watching... The conspiracy theory? Yeah, small one. Oh, good. And it, it, it was actually the, the sort of messaging... Uh, of these films there's so and it's one of the reasons that they even appealed to us for deep dub in the first place it is so deeply disturbing creepy yeah. and terrifying and let me tell you it's everything it's every bit as terrifying as you remember it being when you were watching these as a kid in the 80s yeah. it's actually yeah. worse right it's worse than you even remember and when you were a kid you were shitting yourself watching these films which was of course the point of them right and they made these little films that were very much like I mean, I guess off the time, you had popular shows at the time, things like, well, you had Day of the Triffids. Then you had post-apocalyptic dramas like Threads, was it? And stuff like that. And that was the sort of vibe of these uh, films. They they seem to be portraying a a dystopian future where the streets of Britain were, uh, you know, were being roamed by rabid foreign dogs, right? And even some cats and foxes, too. And it was really scary. And there was like some sort of like horrible like security force, a bit like the baddies out of Blake Seven, who were just patrolling the empty streets in big vans, right? With kind of lassoes to catch any fucking stray animal and terminate it. Gas it. And I'm looking at this and the voiceover's like, the only thing protecting Britain is the channel. And the only thing that can bring this disease and threat into our streets is a human being. And I'm thinking, do you know what? This reminds me a little bit of the Brexit campaign, right? It had vibes. It had vibes as if, like, they were they were trying to set society up to the idea that we are an island and there is a threat to our very existence, an existential threat posed by things on the other side of the channel. And they were trying to plant that seed in our heads, first under the cover of it being about animals with a disease, but ultimately to just paint a bigger picture that anything that exists outside the shores of this island is dangerous and threatening and will destroy our way of life and perhaps our children. Are you saying that rabies was some kind of like pre-Brexit primer? I do think that. That's exactly it, yeah. I don't yeah. know if they knew that Brexit, but I do think it was just basically, it was it was a primer for more kind of militant anti-immigration attitudes. Mm. You know, don't forget this was a time when Thatcher was in her pomp and mm. she had the likes of Norman Tebbit in her cabinet, who was uh, quite proudly anti-foreigner. 
So Enoch Powell, perhaps going back a decade or he so. He might have still had a. Been, he, I don't know if he was still he, going, but he, yeah, he might have been in cahoots with big rabies. It's got strong Enoch Powell vibes to it. The whole rabies. I'm not saying rabies didn't yeah. exist. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Who knows, <laughs> right? I mean, on the, uh, they're saying on these videos, don't get bitten by a dog. But what they're really saying is, don't have sex with an Italian waiter. They're saying, isn't it? What really? they're basically saying is, don't fucking dabble with foreigners. Yeah, <laughs> that's the top bottom of it. Yeah. yeah. Stay here, stay in your lane, go to Cornwall for your holidays, exactly. eat the ice cream, spend your money. Yeah, have a fucking donkey speak ride. The language. And don't go over there eating their fucking garlic, having it off with their birds, few of whom shave their armpits. It was all that sort of stuff. Yeah, because that's going to give you a shot when she takes the top off. Yeah. British tourists going to the continent this summer, looking to have sex with a continental lady. Beware. Be on your guard. Then suddenly a woman, a sexy woman, lifts her arms into the air because she's playing volleyball on an Italian beach. Mm. And it freeze frames, just like I did with Mug, Mug Dog in my film. It freeze yeah. frames and, the, like, scary Doctor Who, Who music. Black and white. Then turns yeah. to red. And she's got hairy armpits. Or one of those terrifying stabs of orchestral music. Yeah. Like strings. Yeah, and it, she's a really sexy woman who looks like Sophia Loren, but she's got sexy armpits. And it cuts to the bloke who was about to get off of her, who looks like Stew Pot out of Grain Chill <laughs> in a pair of Speedos, <laughs> really pale and spotty. <laughs> in his scared face. Mothers, don't let your sons go to the continent this summer. They may fornicate with a hairy woman. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> Mum, I knew I should have gone to Wales, like you said. <laughs> this advertisement has been paid for by the Welsh Tourist Board. <laughs> Go to Wales. Keep it safe. Keep it clean shaven. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, rabies is terrifying if you do get it. The root of infection is usually, but not always, by a bite. In many cases, the infected animal is exceptionally aggressive, mm-hmm. may attack without provocation, and exhibits otherwise uncharacteristic behaviour, which is basically having rabies. That's, that's why it's going to give you rabies. Um, when the virus reaches the brain, it causes encephalitis, which is the beginning of the symptoms. Once the patient becomes symptomatic, treatment is almost never effective, and mortality is over 99%, which we've mentioned well, before. Yeah, you are So fucked. we hope, if, if this if this series of podcasts saves just one life, it's done its job. Mm. So, and I like to think that it will, somewhere down the line. Um, uh, prevention. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of words on this Wikipedia. What I want to know is, and, is at what point the British government decided that they were going to put so much resource into a rabies awareness campaign. Because when you Google this, when you look at it on YouTube, we found a compilation, which we're going by for this deep dive. Of all, there were so many films. And like I said before, these were not cheap films. A lot of public awareness films now, which they do less of. Um, the re- You know, one of the reasons they do less of those films now, because we see them all the time. And we've talked about this before. 
it's because health and safety measures were brought in, right? Yeah. Um, in the late 90s and in the noughties, health and safety measures were brought in to just fucking stop British people dying for pointless reasons, right? Yeah. And so before, there was no health and safety measures, or very few, and they thought the best way to do it is make allow the world to be dangerous. That's not the government's business. But at least educate people to say, look out for danger, you might die, right? Mm-hmm. Then they changed it and they made they changed the obligation to be upon the institutions and businesses that created the danger in the first place, rather than just trying to educate the British public, which I think, and I think you think, we've discussed this a lot, is a better way round. So yeah, make things less flammable. That's your fucking obligation, right? Whereas mm-hmm. before, say, building contractors, they go, well, it's not our fucking problem. I mean, why shouldn't we make a fucking flammable building? It's the public's problem for being too stupid to not set it on fire. <laughs> right. And uh, and so I think it's much better now. But back then they had to do loads. Now they don't have to do loads because there's less fucking pointless deaths every year because the world has been rendered a safer place. And uh, But now if you do see them, like during COVID, a lot of them are quite cheaply made, Andy. They're like animated like they've just been yeah. some kids made them on a laptop and you hardly ever see them they'll, they'll crop up at like just after midnight on bbc one yeah what will they be about so, uh, fuck knows don't um, put your cock in a fucking plug socket not not usually about not going down paths that aren't like legal or something don't go into a disused Rambling. mine don't don't go into a quarry <laughs> don't yeah. put your fridge out on the pavement yeah for scrap collectors yeah, don't eat hey, dog shit. Store. Children, don't eat dog shit. It's bad for you. But Ribbies. back then they spent so much money on them, Andy. There were so many of them. And these were, a lot of them seem to have been shot on film. They're all shot on location. There was usually quite a large cast. A number of them, they actually did go abroad, it seems, to film, right? And the voiceovers, mm. I'm pretty sure John Pertwee did a lot of them. And he wouldn't have come cheap, would he? No, exactly. Top dollar. Hello. Yeah, this is Pertwee. What's the deal? <laughs> Rabies, is it? You've got 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. But my rate card, it, I'm going to have to charge you a full rate card. Well, I don't care if it's for public interest. It's not in my interest. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm fucking got, I'm I'm gonna I'm get I'm fucking immunised, aren't I? I've got a private <laughs> doctor. Um, I can go abroad. Anything can bite me. I'm protected <laughs> up to the balls. Also, I go where I go on holiday. There's never any stray dogs. Fuck that. I go and to a I private island. The head. I go to a fucking private island, me, and I make so, I ring her head to make sure all the dogs have been killed before I arrive. <laughs> <laughs> that was when John Pertwee was the richest man in Britain and one of the richest men yeah. in the world, and he still did his voiceovers. But boy, you had to pay through the nose. Fucking hell. Listen, yeah. mate. If you don't like it, if you don't like the rates, that's fine. I'm happy to give you the number for Patrick Troughton. I believe he does a much more competitive <laughs> fee. And he's got a lovely speaking voice. Oh, oh no, yeah. you want you don't want Troughton, you want me. Best of luck getting people to watch it, though. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> you want me, because you know when Pertree speaks, the British public people sit listen. up and fucking listen. <laughs> so I have a pay-up. Or get off my private phone line. By the way, how did you get this number? 
Since 1946, 26 cases of rabies have been reported in the United Kingdom, all imported. So 26 since 1946, and yet there are these big campaigns about... Yeah, exactly. It must have been... an epidemic or anything. Maybe it was rife on the continent, like rife, and the Brits were like, we can't afford for that to come here. But again, Andy, if it was rife on the continent, surely we'd know about that. I mean, well, I don't know what the word rife means to you. It's not a word that I use a lot. But now I've started using it, I can't stop. I just want to say rife a lot. Using the word rife rife has become rife for you. Rife, yes. And like rife would mean it's like epidemic. Yeah, it was like COVID. And that's why you take this sort of action. But surely if it was, there was rabies everywhere in France and Spain and all the rest of it, that would have been, that would be more of a famous thing. So this is what I'm saying, mate. I'm suspicious of the whole fucking rabies paranoia. I think it was manufactured. Six cases between 2000 and 2018 in the UK. That stat's more worrying to me than the original one you said, because I thought it was out completely. That's 20 between 1946 and 2000. That's 20 in 54 years. Mm. But then six in the next 18 years. So so two. those stats suggest it's more rife now than it was then. Possibly. So where are the adverts Um, now? Well, exactly. Well, I mean, this, that's why we're doing this. Well, Pertwee's dead, of course. So, who are they going to get to do it now? David Sean Pertwee. Te- David Te- yeah, Sean Pertwee actually does do loads of voiceovers and yeah. has a wonderful voice. A very rich voice. Almost as rich as his father's, yeah. Almost, but not quite. It could never be. No, you could never two, compete. Two in 2001 from the Philippines and Nigeria. One in 2005 from a dog bite in Goa. 2005, there was a lot of people in Goa, wasn't there? It was yeah. fashionable to it go there. It was fashionable, yeah. For British people. 2008, a dog bite, South Africa. 2012, dog bite, India. 2018, cat bite, Morocco. Mm-hmm. So there you are. Um, dog bite so would I, be a yeah, good like name for a band, wouldn't it? Like Especially like a, a sort of a... Cat bite a, in Morocco. A, no, a, um, dog bite would be a good name for a punk band. We dog are bite. dog bite. Yeah, it's got to be a group called Dog Bite. It fucking wants to be. It must be. Um, tell you what, let's leave it there, and we'll have a look at the videos next week. Okay, fair enough. I've because enjoyed that's, this. That's, it's only about four minutes of video, so I mean that'll take us about three weeks to do. Yeah, I've, I've, and then I've really enjoyed doing this episode. May I just say that now? If you're listening to this on the free to air version, around uh, about the um, end of September beginning of October and you're currently in hospital with rabies um, that just goes to show that uh, you should have subscribed to the IFS yeah because then you would have been fucking forewarned when it comes to rabies forewarned is forearmed and the same goes for getting off with hairy women abroad yeah yeah, I mean you might have been in that kind of circumstance over the summer Mm. and not knowing what to do and if you'd been IFS, you could have heard this back in January, and you'd uh, you'd not be in the mess you're in now. But um, whatever, best of luck to when you. When you see a hairy woman abroad, follow S L R. That means stop, look, retreat. They always <laughs> did stuff like that, didn't they, with letters yeah. to try and make it easy to yeah. remember. <laughs> Which takes us back to uh, the world of acronyms again. Oh, yeah. which we've done before 
yeah, there we go. Uh, next week, it could be the end of the rabies saga. I hope know. not. But, uh, I hope not. I hope it goes on forever. Mm. Um, thanks for listening, and uh, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.